Oh, Lordy, Lordy, here we go for the big old hump day show. I am Stretch Army. This is the Big 49. Welcome to the Humper. It is time to get our humping on. We're humping like rabbits. <sighs> Boy, it is a good day today. I'm very excited about our interview coming up in moments. It is not the typical, guys. Typically, you hear names like, oh yeah, Sexton Snacks, Lawrence Brothers Snacks. I'm freaking AP is next. Cooper Webb is next. That's what you typically hear throughout the year. Those are the guys that are your frequent podium flyers. But that is not the case in this next interview. This is a guy we have never got to sit down and talk to. He has never been on the podium in his 450 career until this weekend in Utah. And his name is Justin Hill. And he is got an incredible story you're gonna hear him talk about it it's just cool man i'm so happy for this guy and this is a privateer on the box in the 450 class and just an amazing story and not only is it a great night for justin but his brother josh also not on the podium but also in the top 10 in the 450 division of supercross a great story a cool way to wrap it up in a season where tons of people were hurt and there was like, all right, well, Sexton's going to win. It was cool to get this storyline, and I'm stoked on the Hill Brothers, and we will talk about this uh, with him coming up here in moments. Outside of that, I got, uh, well, a story about when the night was dark and the moon was green, and around the corner came the poop machine, and it hit a bump, and a scream was heard, and a man was killed by a flying turd. Well, actually, nobody died. That's a fun poem I knew since the third grade. Remember, I remember those things. Ask me something about history, and I'll be like, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, the poop machine poem? Yeah, I know that. But uh, it's not, um, no one was killed by a flying turd. But there was definitely flying turds, and we got to get to the bottom of this flying turd mystery. Fun little one. Um, I, I hate to do this, but I, I am a hypocrite. I am going to praise New York, the governor of New York, the most effed up. There's craziness in the sh- I praise San Francisco today. San Francisco, a city that I lived and worked in for a little while back in the 90s. It is a bastion of left-wing communism and crime runs rampant and they have destroyed a once beautiful city. And I praise them in the Entertainment Report for their new DA. And then today I'm going to praise the governor of New-, of New York. And here's what I say. I'm political as all hell. And I hate people that try to destroy things I love like motorcycles and dirt bike riding and access to outdoor areas to ride our bikes. And I will do everything I can to get rid of those people from power and to replace them with people that are like-minded like myself. But when someone does something right that I agree with, I don't care what side they're on. I'm going to tell you about it. So praise the San Francisco today, and I'm going to praise the governor of New York for something. Someone finally listened to the stretch show. Finally. Finally. Stretch Show's huge in New York, by the way. Massive. I was a DJ there when I was a kid. Worked at WPLJ when I was just 23 years old. I was a wee lad like Jay Sexton. I was in my prime like Jay Sexton. I was 23. Coming into it. Got a bad story coming out of Kentucky, which is a place that I would normally agree with, but I'm going to tell you, I agree with the badness that has come the way of this uh, one particular teacher. It's not good. It's not smart. you got to use your head. You're a college-educated uh, person who teaches the youth of America. Use your effing brain. And what's weird is people are coming out and defending the hell out of this teacher, and I'm not going to do that. And then I'm going to talk about a strip club in North Hollywood where they got 
unionized. I'm not even kidding. And I may have been to this strip club seven, nine, a hundred times back in my youth. It's weird. It's weird. It all comes full circle today. Places I've lived that are getting fixed. Places I've been that are now getting destroyed like strip club. And then I got a lady that screwed up a good way of bringing drugs into the jail. (laughs) That'll piss off all the other inmates. But up next, let's get into uh, Mr. uh, Justin Hill. And then after Justin Hill, I'll tell you about them flying turds. Look out for the flying turds. They're very dangerous. It's the Big 49. Big, 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 the Big 49 Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ. Yesterday was Two Stroke Tuesday, and I'm scrolling through the Instagrams, and I'm looking for stuff to talk about on the Moto Minutes, and I see a video from our friend Tiana Falls. If you don't know who that is, she is a lady motocross racer that is a friend of the 49, and she is a badass. And what's so badass about this video? She is kickstarting her two-stroke with flip-flops on, and I'm like, Damn, she is way more badass than Moto Man will ever be. So shout out to Tiana Falls and a great Two Stroke Tuesday video. I am Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 49, it is a Stretch show. And right now we are going to sit down with a guy we have never got to sit down with before because this is the first ever podium of his 450 career. And the Big 49's only been around for three years. And this dude hasn't raced for the last two and a half years. Comes back this year, not only as a, a guy on Team Tedder, but on Team Tedder with his brother. I'm talking about Justin Hill. Congratulations, Justin, on the first ever podium. But man, what a long way to get here you have a career you retire and you don't retire you're away from the game like you're doing completely other stuff off to new careers motocross is completely out of your mind and then you come back and and decide to give it another go and in a golden opportunity it looks like with your brother and with team tedder and then here you are on a podium the final race of that return season how great does this feel man walk us through your journey to get to this point yeah, it, it's kind of crazy. Like, uh, like you said, you know, a lot of life has happened for me in the last, yeah. in the last, you know, two and a half years since I've been, uh, you know, away from the sport. You know, I've yeah. got two kids. Uh, you know, all this, all this, just you know, major life things. Like you're saying, I mean, I was a cop. I was doing all Man. this other stuff and not riding at all. For, you know, <laughs> just doing like hill climbs here and there with the uh, Matt Musgrove series. You know, doing the motoclimb super series stuff. And that was yeah. like a lot of fun, um, and it kind of gave me the itch back again last summer. Um, and you know, like you said, though, it's like it was kind of a building block year. Like I really wanted to get my feet wet. Yeah. Just keep her on two wheels for, for the whole year. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, not have any big get offs. I really only had one round at Phoenix where I like tweaked my back before the race. And okay. that was the only race I didn't feel like 100 um, percent. And that has never happened to me. You know? so, um, <laughs> most of the years are a little bit more rough than that. So I feel like that what contributes to that is just having like a having like a, a real, real supportive group of people around me at Team Center. We just really love this stuff. It's fun. And they uh, kind of provide the atmosphere that I really needed to come back. All right, Justin, five years since your last podium, five years, and you come back, you get your first career 450 podium, 
And what did you think going into this season? Were you like, all right, I'm just going to go out here and have fun? Or did you think you were going to be competitive? Like, what was going through your mind coming into this season? And also, are you going to follow this up with uh, some momentum going into outdoor? Are you even doing outdoor? Like, clarify all of that, please. Hey, I, to be honest, I don't. I didn't really know where I stood. I was out of okay. the series, you know, the series for so long. You know, you yeah. say five years, but that was really only two of them on a bike. So it was True. very, you know, yeah. um, yeah, I, I didn't know where I was going to be. I just felt like I was going to kind of bust out here and be like, all right, well, either this is where I am or this is where I am. I didn't really think a podium was on the table, especially after the first few rounds where I was like, okay, I got a lot of work to do. Um, but ultimately, my goals were kind of reached, and then, and then the goalposts just kind of kept moving. And, you know, it, yeah. by the end, like today, I'm like, I want a podium bad. You know? <laughs> and, and, uh, and last weekend, nice. too, you know, I just I've been feeling good since, since uh, you know, Daniel said New Jersey was, okay. was really where – my qualifying was good. Everything yeah. started coming around. I'm like, yeah, it's time. It's time to, to get that get that box. You know, I think I can do it. And I always believe in myself. I think that I'm as good as anybody, truly. Yeah. And if I put in the work and and, and keep it up, you know, we'll, we'll get it. Um, All right. I'm not I'm not racing motocross, but I'm really okay. looking forward to the uh, to the SMX rounds, the playoff rounds at the end of the year. Yeah. Um, that's going to be pretty sweet. You know, mm-hmm. we get to check out some new locations, a different yeah. portion of the year, kind of like three big monster cups, like the way I think yeah. of it. Um, and that'll give us an opportunity to shake down what we're doing for, for, for 2024. So really looking forward to that. Now, do you not like uh, motocross as much as you like supercross? I do. Uh, I, the only thing is just there wasn't really any opportunities back, you know, when okay. I s- t- signed up to do what I'm yeah. going to do. So it was uh, it was just a, a time thing. It just didn't line up. And, um, yeah, you know, had I known that there would be some spots open and probably yeah. some interest, I might have stuck stuck around to, you know to find out but i don't yeah. want to be second string i just want to i want to you know map my route i'm i'm not in the motocross business i'm in the i'm in the providing for my family business you know so i'm just gonna i'm just gonna make sure i, I have a job and a, and a steady thing going on all right and as being in the motocross business though uh it's a family business because tonight your brother josh coming in sixth overall it is a great night for Team Tedder. How cool is it for you to have your brother in the top 10, you on the podium, uh, your family's here to see this, you guys are both racing for Team Tedder. How amazing is this night and this season for you? Uh, I mean, for us, you know, being a motocross family yeah. uh, and having my folks come to this one, that's pretty cool, you know. Uh, yeah. It didn't happen for like 50 years, and we did it quite a few times this year. Um, I have a feeling those two over there are going to kind of get after us and get that record beat here pretty soon but um hey for for the time being me and josh are we're having the time of our lives you know we're we're really enjoying this thing and um you know team tedder made it happen you know we brought us together and yeah you know josh was the one that was like hey you want to you should call dakota you know he's he he might be interested in kind of putting you guys together and and you know me and him and going racing and i'm like all right, that kind of sounds fun. You know, I was waiting for something that, you know, I had the hunger back to come race, but I was waiting for something that was exciting, something yeah. I was would look forward to. And this I really look forward to. Um, so, yeah, to answer your question, absolutely. We're, we're very excited. It's very special, especially, yeah. you know, the Hill family uh, all got to be here for it. So very cool. Very cool night, man. And, and let's walk through what got you onto the podium. You had to get around Adam C. and Cirillo. Uh, walk us through that pass, which uh, got you to this this first ever 450 podium for you tonight. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I felt like I kind of – it felt like it was just right there. It didn't really feel yeah. like I was going to have to work super hard for it. I was just doing my best to be patient. I didn't want to rush it and get, and get you know, all caddy and miss my opportunity. Uh, yeah. Um, however, 
uh, AP got got by Adam and then took off, and I'm like, oh no, like I gotta go, I gotta get him. Um, so I kind of, you know, I, I got I got into a position where I was able to just to get next to him. Okay. And I'm like, the track's so rutted, it's so it's so tricky. I'm like, if I just get next to him, I think I think I can get him. Okay. Um, and you know, ultimately. Uh, that just happened, you know. I made we made a little bit of contact. I wasn't trying to hit him, you know. I wasn't trying to hit him, but we just yeah. kind of both came into the bed, bed into the same line, kind of. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I was able to get the rhythm, and he missed it. And I was like, "Thank God, he missed it." <laughs> I was like holding on for dear life, trying to make the pass and try to just get scooted by so I could yeah. keep him in sight. And I don't think I really kept him in sight, but you know that was my goal. So, and you, you did it. It's all that matters. You end up with a third place overall. And you've been getting better and better this season as as we reach the end of the season, seem to be really dialed in. Is there been a lot of tweaking on the bike? Like what's been, you know, your regiment getting ready for the season after such a long layoff and, you know, getting up there, being retired, and then here you are. Are you constantly tweaking the bike and your routine or, or, or what, it, you know, got you to this point this season? I, I just kind of left the bike alone. I stopped thinking about it. I was like, <laughs> I kind of chased, you know, some things that yeah. I, I just don't know were really there for me and don't okay. truly know if I need it. Okay. Um, so I just kind of left it alone. And yeah. quite honestly, I took a lot more time off during the week than I ever have in my wow. career. And okay. Dakota, he, he was the one that kind of spearheaded that. He's like, dude, you look tired. And I'm like, well, I feel tired. <laughs> like I'm worked, uh, yeah. and and I but I was just hitting. You know, if I was off the yeah. bike, I was in the gym twice. You know, I was just yeah. taking the year so seriously and taking it so straight up that uh, I think I was making a mistake. And you know, so yeah. got to where I had tons of a uh, tons more bike feel. Like I, I was so much more confident by the end of this thing. Like I'm All bummed right. it's over. I, I, I wish <laughs> we could race ten more times this year. Uh, I bet you do. Getting up on the podium, get ten more podiums would be freaking sweet, man. Congratulations on this first one, though. Well, well deserved and hard earned freaking Justin Hill, man, of Team Tedder. It is great to see. What a great story. Congratulations to you, your family, your entire team. I know you guys have worked really, really hard, and it's cool to see it all come together in this final round of the Supercross season. And we won't see you in outdoors, but we do look forward to seeing you in the playoffs for the Super Motocross season coming up this fall, man. It's going to be awesome. Congratulations. We'll see you then. I am Stretch. This is the Big 49, your home of Moto Rock Extreme. The Man Urged. Report! After becoming the laughingstock of America for their no stance on crime in San Francisco, well, the DA got ran out of Dodge and they got a new one in that seat. And it looks like things are maybe changing for the better because yesterday there was video all over the internet of a Target security guard that shot and killed a shoplifter. And the DA has stepped forward and said, yep, no charges are going to be filed. This is self-defense. Move along here. Nothing to see. So it looks like there may finally come a reckoning for all the idiot criminals in San Francisco. Remember how we all used to sit around and joke about Kevin Federline, which was Britney Spears' ex-husband and what a moron he was? Well, he may have it all together after all, because now they say he has petitioned the court to take his sons that he has with Britney Spears with him as he moves to Hawaii. He says, California is crazy, my ex-wife is crazy, and we don't want to be around any of it, and he is taking the kids and moving to the Aloha State. Maybe he's not such a dummy after all. The tomb for Brazilian soccer legend Pele has finally opened to the public and I'm not joking it looks like something you'd see in an Egyptian pyramid for a pharaoh has life-size bronze statues a huge gold tomb there's even artificial soccer turf all over the ground the walls are decorated and it's pretty badass and is now open to the public the man Earth. entertainment with stretch
Big 49, it is a stretch show here on a big, old, hot, throbbing Wednesday. Old school. That's old school right there. You don't know nothing about old school references. Sure, I sound like an old ass man. That's me making fun of an old ass man. <laughs> hot, throbbing Thursday. Hoo hee. Oh boy. I have seen it all in my days on the radio. I have seen it all, my friends. But I'll tell you what, I haven't ever seen flying turds, not in my lifetime. Unless they're being flung by monkeys at the zoo, or Moto Man at the radio station, or Kyle at the radio station. They all throw poo at Stretch. Stretch comes in the door and it's like, ooh, like a bunch of gorillas start chucking poo at me. I gotta watch out. I gotta watch my back at the radio station. Get into Burnsville, Minnesota. Got a lady. Imagine this. Imagine this. You wake up. It's the morning. It's a Monday morning. You're getting a kid to school. This lady's name is Carissa Brown. Miss Brown decides to get in the drive-thru line at the Caribou Coffee Shop out on Highway 13 in Burnsville. She just wants your coffee. You know it's that time. The kids are in the back like, nah, I don't want it. You're just like, please, God, give me my coffee. I need my coffee. I know the feeling. And you're sitting there in the drive-thru line. And you're waiting. And all of a sudden, it just starts raining brown. Just raining brown on your car. And she's like, what in the hell is going on? What is this brown rain? What is happening? And it finally stops. And she exits her vehicle only to discover... An incredible, incredible foul odor of poo-poo. That's right. Her car's been shitted on. She got shitted on. Uh, like Nicki Minaj. I just shitted on you. Uh, that's what happened. Yeah, she's got it. Sit in the car, waiting for your coffee, when all of a sudden your car gets pooed. It's bad enough if you walk out in the yard and somebody left a little uh, freaking road bomb for you there on the side of the damn sidewalk. Someone didn't pick up their dog poop. Those are the worst. But no, this isn't what happened. She's sitting in her car at the drive-thru waiting on her morning coffee and she got pooed on. Now she got out and talked to the lady in front of her. It was like, what just happened to us? And they're like, we don't know. And then they're thinking maybe that there was some type of aircraft that dumped its poo as it flew over because they can't figure out how these two cars got bathed in doo-doo. Doo-doo brown, what? Doo-doo brown. That's what Luke Skywalker said. Yep, and uh, here we are. Cars covered in poo, it's a big old mystery. They were trying to figure out maybe if there was a giant flock of birds, but they didn't see any birds when they looked up. And if there was a plane, it was already gone too. It is a mystery of flying poo in Burnsville, Minnesota. Sitting there waiting to get your coffee and all of a sudden you get pooed on. That's the terrifying. Imagine if you were standing there, or imagine if you were just at a red light in your motorcycle and all of a sudden doo-doo just starts plastering. If I got pooed on personally by humans from the sky, I would, t- I would take that as a sign. I would immediately go home, pull up tarot cards, and be like, what just happened to me? And they would tell me. I'm going to run the tarot cards here in a minute, and I'm going to ask them, is Moto Man likely to get pooed on from the sky? He's about to likely get the doo-doo brown up on him from the sky. Flying poo is dangerous. It can carry disease. It could knock you out. If, I, if it was a stretch turd coming from an airplane and it hits you, it'd kill you. Those things got some girth. They're coming down with some weight, like a meteorite, a brown meteorite. And don't forget about those blue meteorite comets that shoot out of the sky when airplanes have their toilets malfunction and the the blue toilet comet filled with turds goes busting through your roof. It's danger, danger, Will Robinson, danger. 
All right, coming up next, let's talk about a strip club that I might know a thing or 12 about right here in North Hollywood, California. And they have voted to unionize, and it is going to happen. Unionize titties. Talk about that one next on the Big Four Nine. Big, 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 big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Looks like Kenny Roxon's knee is A-OK, and he will be getting back to the bike soon. He had an Instagram post yesterday that was him doing all kinds of therapy, cryogenic therapy, laser therapy, uh, hyperbaric chamber therapy, all of this for his injured knee, and the caption underneath the video simply said, we should be good. I'm guessing that means there's no surgery needed, no torn anything, and Kenny's just been reeling from the pain of a hyperextended knee Saturday night in Utah, so that is good news, and he is headed off to the World Supercross as well. I am Stretch, another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Uh-oh, Big 49. You hear that song, you know you're at the strip club with Motley Crue. You're up there with old fat Vince Neal. Old skinny big dick Tommy Lee. He ain't got Nick there anymore. They kicked him out of the band. Nope, 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 nope. But hey, Motley Crue, ultimate stripper, ultimate stripper music, if you will. And I got news for you. The boobies are unionizing. This is a real deal. This happened right here, North Hollywood, California. The Star Garden Topless Dive Bar, uh, they say, is now the nation's only unionized strippers on the pole. They've officially joined Actors' Equity after a 15-month battle with the owners of the strip club. And here's what's nuts. These people, those poor, I, I don't see the strip club being able to survive once they unionize at something like that. It's going to be bad. And, and I don't imagine they pay strippers very well. Strippers work for tips, and they make a lot of money in tips, like a lot of money. If they're getting unionized, they're going to get all kinds of crazy health benefits, all kinds of crazy hourly pay, and a lot of stuff where they're not. They're going to be lazy strippers now. You're going to walk in there and be like, I need a, I need a, a dance in the champagne room, and they're going to be like, yeah, have you. I'm making $37 an hour to sit here on my ass at the bar and have you buy me drinks. I'm not going back there for 20 bucks for a champagne dance. Suck on it. That's what I see coming. I'm not saying that's going to happen, even though that's what I foresee. Here's what happened. By the way, I used to go to this place back in the day. I had a fake ID when I first started in radio. I was 18 years old. And I was an intern at Power 106, which was the number one radio station in all of Los Angeles. And it was not the hip-hop Power 106 that you know and love. Oh, no, 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 no. We were playing Expose, Stacy Q, Company B, rocking that out. Playing the Jets is what we were playing. Some Gloria Stefan. That was the, the music of the day back then. Gloria Stefan and the Miami Sound Machine. She was not solo yet. And playing little um, Tiffany is what we were playing. Some Debbie Gibson, all that stuff. Susie Q, Stacy Q, I'm sorry. Oh, my God screwing up. That's what we were playing. And we were the number one station in the world. And there was a guy that did the night show there. He had gigantic numbers. His name was Joe Boomer Cervantes. And uh, Boomer was there when I started as an intern and I got to be friends with him. I wasn't Boomer's intern. I was Mucho Morales' intern and Mucho did afternoons. And then after that, it was Boomer at night. And I ended up getting to know Boomer. And Boomer was a young guy in his 20s. And he would be like, 
Dude, I love titty bars. Like, let's go to titty bar. Come on, let's go to titty bar. Stretch, what are you guys doing? And all the promotion kids, who I later became a promotions kid at that point. I was an intern, but then I got hired in. And we would all go to the Star Garden. Like, that was Boomer's spot. Like, they knew him. It was like Norm walking into Cheers when you went into the Star Garden with Boomer. Now, I was only 18 years old, but I remember I'm a six foot five massive man. I think I had a full beard at that point even. And no one even sweated me with my fake ID and I would go to Star Garden with Boomer all the time. All the time. And, and by the way, I had a fake ID. I don't know if I was getting into that club on a fake ID because to be honest with you, a lot of the strip clubs back then were 18 and over and didn't serve alcohol. So I, I may not even have had to use it. I may have had my real ID to get in there because I went a lot. I was there often with Boomer. And then we would come in with this huge crew and we would sit down and it was just like Boomer, but that was his thing, man. All the strip clubs knew Boomer. And we would go in there all the time. And it's weird that this is the spot. I didn't even know it was still in business because that was more than 30 years ago. And it is insane that this is still uh, going on and now they are the unionized titty bar of America and, and here's how this whole thing came about they decided that strippers are entertainers and they wanted to unionize of course no place wants their employees to unionize because it cost you a grip of money and of course when they went to the union the union's like sure we'll take you we'll represent you and they got the union lawyers at that point. And when they voted to unionize, the Star Garden's like, no, and they fought it. And then the union lawyers now came in to battle the establishment. And they battled it out. And finally, they realized uh, if they're going to lose because the union's got way better lawyers than a strip club. And they are now in. Actors Equity Association are part of it, I guess. Strippers are actresses. I thought that chick really liked me when she said... Um, she really liked my outfit that uh, KTM was her favorite uh, motorcycle too. That's what I thought. She likes orange. That's what I thought. I did not know. No, but apparently that's not true. They say Equity is best known as the union for Broadway and touring stage productions, but also represents stages at Walt Disney and dozens of smaller venues and regional theaters. And now the smallest stage they represent has got stripper poles on it, and it is the Star Garden Dancers in North Hollywood, the first strippers in America to join the union, and I see this becoming in what I see this doing. I see this making a lot more money for OnlyFans because this will put strip clubs right out of business. That's what people don't realize. When you squeeze the hell out of your employer, your employer can't afford to be in business. And you're like, well, I should make as much money as he should. No, you shouldn't. You know why? You didn't put up your own freaking blood, sweat, and money to found this thing. You're not the person that owns the building. You're not the person that pays the taxes. You're not the person that has to pay all the health care coverage of everybody in that building. You're not the person you know, that's got everything to lose. If it goes under, you go get another job. If it goes under, they lose their livelihood. All of it. You can go get another job. They're not going to be able to start up another, I'll just start another business. No, I'm now bankrupt. I'm going to go have to be a stripper somewhere. So, it's a bad move. I, I've been in unions, and I got to tell you, I'm less than impressed with the work ethic of union employees in California, and I've been in two, and I was forced to be. And I know there's the Live Better Work Union, Die Hard Labor Dudes, and shout out to you. I, I, I don't I don't knock you for By the way, I was grossly overpaid when I was in a union. I was happy about that. 
I was a, a union in New York. When I was a DJ in New York, I was in the union. And I got paid incredibly well because I was like a part-time DJ at that point. I worked on the morning show, but on the weekends I did an air shift and they paid me insane amount of money to do weekend air shifts because I was in the union. And then I was a teamster at Warner Brothers when I was driving a uh, delivery truck around the Warner Brothers lot. I was a teamster. You can't be a, can't move anything with wheels on that lot if you're not a teamster. So I've been in it. And by the way, I got the shaft when I was at Warner Brothers. It was a union that was a feeder union into the big driver's union. And all they did was agree to really screw the guys in our union so that the guys in the other union could get a ton of money. And we paid and lost our asses. And it was complete BS. We paid into their pension. We paid into all their crap. And these were dudes making 40, 50, 60 bucks an hour. And here we were making $10 an hour and we were in and, and they were like, hey, after 10 years of making $10 an hour, you could vest and move up to the big union. And you're like, yeah, F that. So unions can suck my balls. But now we got strippers and they're unionized and they're in North Hollywood. That's crazy, crazy, crazy. So if you want to see some union titties, get yourself to the Star Gardens of North Hollywood. I'm Stretch. I'm union too. I'm in a union that keeps me... Uh, solid and strong at the big 49 and crushes everyone else. That's how they work. I like my new union, the stretch union. It screws over Moto Man and Kyle and Jason and Seabiscuit. Yeah, everyone else gets screwed but me. That's the that's how it works. And then when if I see them working hard, I'm going to go to them and go, hey, brother, I know you're in the low-level union, but uh, don't work so hard. You make stretch look bad. Yeah, that's That happened, too, in Warner Brothers. People tell me to slow down and not work so hard all the time. Insane. Shouldn't be like that. No one should ever tell you to work less hard. No one. Ah, man. All right, I'm Stretch. Enough ranting about unions and titties. Unionized titties. All right, up next, let's get into... How about a teacher that's in trouble in, of all places, Kentucky? Because, well, they issued an assignment where... You do a report on a historical figure and you dress up as that historical figure. What could go wrong? It's the Big 49, so you know something did. Big 49, it's a stretch show. Time to head to Kentucky. Ah, this is disturbing. Somerset, Kentucky. A student is coming forward to defend his teacher. Jackson Clark, the Southern Middle School uh, there in Lexington, Kentucky, or Somerset, Kentucky, I'm sorry. And he said, I don't think the teacher did nothing wrong here We letting them kids come to school dressed as historical figures for a report. It's not the teacher's fault that the boy that did the report that the teacher approved based on the Grand Wizard of the Ku Klux Klan uh, decided to wear the suit to school instead of just for the report. And that's the problem here. Got an eighth grade student. Shows up for class on Friday in an extra credit report that was approved by the teacher. And he was doing the extra credit assignment on a historical figure. The historical figure was Nathan Bedford Forrest, the very first Grand Wizard of the Ku Klux Klan. By the way, not a problem doing a report on that individual. 
The problem is when you get to dress as that person, which means you have an eighth grader wearing a Ku Klux Klan outfit at school, is a problem. And if you don't see that as a problem, you're stupid. I am not a woke-ass, dumb-ass bitch. I have common sense, and common sense will set you free. And let me tell you this, because that's exactly what happened. The teacher's like, all right, I'll allow it. You know, bring your costume to school and do your report. And then the kid decides to go gung-ho, and he gets on the school bus, because I bet the parents... I I don't know why the parents let him even have the costume. Be, Be honest. An eighth grader with a Ku Klux Klan outfit... The world we live in right now, is that a good idea? Is that ever a good idea? I'm going to go ahead and answer that for you. That answer is no. Bad things are going to happen, and there's going to be video. And guess what? That's what happened. This started. The reason this blew up is a TikTok video. So the kid gets on the bus. He's got the Ku Klux Klan outfit. He didn't wear it from home, but on the bus, he puts it on. So now we got the little grand wizard on the school bus, and it's now a TikTok video that's gone viral as F at a town in Kentucky. Then the kid gets there, and the school officials see him like, hey, hey, what are you doing? Like, take that off. And they take it away, and they tell him, but they still allow the kid to wear it for the report. So they take it away from him when he gets off the school bus, dressed as the Grand Wizard of the Ku Klux Klan, and he now goes back in the class, and he does the report. Now, the kid that's defending the teacher, because the teacher has been suspended pending an investigation... And I'm, I'm all good with that. I don't know if that teacher needs to be fired, but that teacher needs to really sit in the corner and with a dunce cap on and think about what they did and try to think of how I could have prevented this from becoming a viral video that makes me look like an idiot and my school look like some racist redneck town. Because that's, that's the look. That's the optics. And everyone's worried about what they look like through social media. And showing up with an eighth grader, showing up dressed as the Grand Wizard of the Ku Klux Klan is a bad look for a town in Kentucky. A very bad look. And so the teacher allows it. Little 8th grade Grand Wizard rolls in, does his report. They say there are plenty of African-American kids in the class, and the report was done tastefully, according to this one eyewitness kid, who's now defending trying to get the teacher unsuspended. And he's saying, you know, it was a good report. No one was really upset about it. Uh, It was historical and whatever. I'm still offended. The kid shouldn't have had the outfit on. He could have brought pictures. Hey, here's a picture of what these guys look like. Pass this around, everybody can see it. No need to really wear that. So what if a kid wanted to do a report on Hitler? Was that going to be okay too? I imagine it would have been at this point. The bar was very low. You got to watch this. You're the teacher. You're the adult in the room. You've got to rein in kids that want to do stupid stuff. And don't get me wrong, Little Stretch would have done plenty of stupid stuff back in his day. Plenty of stupid stuff. And luckily there was adults in the room to say, hey, dumbass, don't do that. And hey, dumbass, you're going to make a big mistake. And now you're a kid and you do something like that. That's a video. And once it goes viral, it's there forever. 20 years from now, you're going to be like, oh, you're the little grand wizard kid from Kentucky. I remember you. Yeah, all around. A lot of people need to rethink this situation. And the school needs to probably. I'm not against that. You know, you got to tell the history. Dark, bad, whatever. Tell the history. We learn from our history. If you don't know your history, you're doomed to repeat it. I'm not opposed to them doing a report on this uh, first Grand Wizard of the Ku Klux Klan. It's educational and informative, and the kids need to know this stuff. I am against you dressing as this person as you give it, knowing the dark history of the KKK in the South. That's what I'm against. But then again, I have common sense. Teacher suspended. Kids not in trouble. Q.
kid's the one that screwed the teacher when he decided to be a comedian and put his Ku Klux Klan outfit on, on, on the school bus. Yeah, you did your teacher in, son. All right, coming up next, let's talk to Jet Lawrence from HRC Honda. It's the Big 49. Big, 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 big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Just yesterday, I was telling you about Dean Wilson, wondering what he was going to do for the summer, and now we know. Dino did a season wrap-up on Instagram where he said he was stoked to finally have a top-five finish at the end of the season. He finished top-10 in points in the 450 Supercross division, and he says he made it through all 17 rounds healthy and was able to get out there. He thanks his team and tells them he's sorry it took him so long to get the new bike dialed in, but he feels like he's finally there, and he can't wait to kick off the world supercross season that means dino will not be around for the outdoors here in america i am stretch another moto minute brought to you by lbz is coming up one hour from now big 49 it is a stretch show here on a hump day man talk about sympathy for the devil stretch is gonna attaboy the governor of new york right now everybody knows if you listen to the stretch show i preach i preach I get up in the pulpit and I preach. Stay out of the water. Don't go in the ocean. Sharks will eat your ass. Stay out of the water. Don't go in the ocean. Sharks will eat your ass. I'm like a broken record. I just say it over and over and over. And I do it at Dalsium, especially for my Australian buddies. Say it a lot for people in Florida. And during the summer, I say it for people in New York. And you know why? I saw Jaws. I saw that movie. I know that. You get out on Long Island Sound, you're enjoying a nice day at the beach, and I'll say, boom! Great white shark, eat your ass, bitch, you're dead! And they track great whites now. They trap them, and they track them. They put little tags on them, and they like to swim around. And they're all around New York. Great white sharks, up, up over there, just floating around New York. Cruising along, great white shark, come up and eat your ass. Well, the governor of New York has announced an enhanced shark monitoring system for Long Island State Park beaches this summer. State agencies are now going to expand their monitoring capabilities to identify shark activity near public bathing beaches. They have got 10 new drones that they will deploy this summer to more than double their uh, shark monitoring capacity. That's me clapping. Shout out to the governor of New York. This is a man that saw the movie Jaws back when I saw the movie Jaws, probably. Probably an old fart like me. I saw it at the drive-in movie theater. Shut up, that's real. Drive-in movie theater, I saw Jaws as a little ass kid. It scared the piss out of me. I didn't even want to go in the bathtub, let alone the ocean after that. And now, we got people being torn limb for limb by sharks all around the globe. Seems like on a daily basis. At least once a week, I got a shark attack story for you. I had a little girl in Florida this week. She was sitting in the sand playing with her little friend and a shark came up and just started eating the crap out of her. This happens all the time. A lot of people die from it. The little girl lived. But if you're in New York, you're going to the beaches, there's some big ass sharks out there that will eat the F out of you. And now they've got 10 drones patrolling the very popular beaches of New York out in Long Island Sound. So shout out to the governor of New York, this is a great thing. You are looking out, finally. Now you should try putting a drone over the top of Manhattan where all the homeless vagrants that crap all over the streets and make your town smell like piss uh, commit rampant amounts of crime, and you should maybe do something about that too. 
But hey, we'll take every step in the right direction that we can get. Drones that are protecting people from sharks is a good step. Australians, are you paying attention? Because you should be doing this too, you Aussie bastards. Stretch loves you, but you don't listen to Stretch. And it seems like more times than not, I'm like, oh, good night, mate. I just got an Aussie eating down in Australia's bar. Great boy, go. Bob's your uncle. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, those are bad. So at least the governor of New York, I'm going to give you an attaboy today. I'm going to pat you on the back today. I'm going to commend you today. Tomorrow, I'm back to punching you in the nuts, most likely. But this is good. This is good. We're making progress. This is a step in the right direction to protect people. So all I want to do is protect people from crime, from sharks, from bad radio like KLOS, K-Rock, and Alt. It's my mission in life to protect people. It's what I do. My name is Stretch. I'm a hero. This is my radio station. It's called The Big 49. Coming up next, I'm going to tell you about, well, a guy's going to be in big trouble because he kind of blew the lid off of how they've been smuggling a lot of drugs into prison, and I bet no one's going to be that very happy with him when he comes back. Talk about this soon. Step Big 49. Big, 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 big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. After a very promising year of the Supercross Futures, Star Racing Yamaha made the announcement yesterday that they have signed a multi-year deal with Daxton Bennick. They say it will see him prepare for the upcoming Loretta Lynn Amateur National Scouting Moto Combine, and he will run some rounds of the pro motocross season this summer. So congratulations to Star Racing Yamaha and Daxton Bennick. I am Stretch, another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Uh-oh. If I'm playing cheesy-ass classic rock, you are not listening to Kalo S. You're listening to Stretch Re about to go on a drug rant. Song by Glenn Fry, Smuggler's Blues. You don't know nothing about that unless you're listening to Kalo S on a uh, drive time on a Thursday. Hey, here we go. Smuggler's Blues is 1980. Well, here we go. This is Kent County, Michigan. Somebody's in a lot of trouble. A lady, her name is Shannon Soltz. She's 51 years old of Cedar Springs. She's been arrested following an investigation of drug smuggling into Kent County Jail. Here's how she got caught. So there's a guy. I'm guessing it's her boyfriend or her accomplice or whoever. And he's in jail. And he gets a package from his lawyers. Now, in jail, everything is searched, but they cannot look at your legal stuff. So, you get a package in from your lawyer, and it says it's marked as legal documents. And it comes from your lawyer. They know, all right, this is this guy's lawyer. This is their shipping, whatever. Their packaging label. Everything looks right. And you just give it to the inmate. And it's usually uh, envelopes talking about your case or your appeal or whatever it is. Well, this package got to the jail. And this man was no longer incarcerated at the jail. He had been released. So, they looked on the records. This guy's not here anymore. Return to sender. And they went ahead and sent that package back to the attorney, which was the rightful return address on the envelope. Here's a problem. 
that attorney didn't send it. And when that attorney got this package back from the county jail, they opened it, and it was filled with drugs. It had drugs in it. So that's what they're doing. They are getting the mailing labels from their lawyer or, you know, basically going to a, a Photoshop and making some mailing labels from their lawyer that look just like the ones the lawyer used. And then they're marking it legal documents. And then they're shoving drugs on there, then mailing it to their friends inside jail. The guards are handing it right over. I don't know how the drug dogs aren't hitting on it. It doesn't say what kind of drugs they were. I don't know if they were cocaine. Or if it was the marijuana, if it was ecstasy or what it was. But apparently drug dogs didn't hit on it. And it was delivered into the jail and then returned to Cinder. And then the Cinder got it and said, what are all these? I better call the Popo. This seems weird. I didn't mail this package. So now this lady, they found out mailed it. Her name is... uh, Shannon Soltz, she's 51 years old in Cedar Springs. She's charged with all kinds of stuff. She's free on bond currently. Uh, already had the preliminary hearing. And she's coming back on drug charges and smuggling contraband into a correctional facility. There you go. And you know what's going to happen? All the other inmates that were doing the same thing, they're now caught. And this lady's going to get a lot of people in a lot of trouble. And no one's going to be happy with her. You know what you don't want to do? Piss off a bunch of bad guys, because bad guys got no Fs to give. You hear the saying, F around and find out? This lady might have just uh, F'd around. We're going to see if she finds out. Bad, bad news. Don't do drugs. Don't smuggle them into jails. It's a bad move. I'm Stretch, another public service announcement. I'm protecting people everywhere today, even the bad guys. Coming up next, final hour. Let's rerun that uh, Justin Hill interview from earlier today. It's a great interview. Great guy. Happy for him. Great story. We'll talk to him and then we'll wrap it up. It's the Big 49. Big 49. It is a stretch show here on a hump day. Thank you for being here this weekend. We're going to have a nice little weekend off and then we're going to jump into the outdoor. If you have not got your tickets yet for Fox Raceway Pala round one of the outdoor season, round 18 of this first ever super motocross season, get them. Join us. We're going to get out there. We will be back in the VIP area because we're very fancy with our brand new Big 49 tent. You can look for the Big 49 pop-up tent. That's where we will be broadcasting from. We're hard to miss now. Things are moving on up like George and Wheezy. That's what we're doing at the Big 49. Myself, Moto Man, Jason, Kyle, all going to be in the house. So we will be out there getting our broadcast on next weekend. And then there's a car show after that. I still got to get info on the car show. We'll start promoting that. You can come hang out with us the Sunday after 2, which will be May 28th. Big 49's in the streets in your town. In your ear holes. That's what we do. Up in them. Violate them. And radio blows. Radio sucks donkey balls. I listen and I just I shake my head in shame when I listen to terrestrial radio. They're like, oh, God. People just aren't listening anymore. Yeah, you know why? Because you screwed up the entire medium. We're digging out of the hole that you guys made. It's hard for us because you guys suck so bad. You guys not only shot yourself in both feet and the dick and the knees... But you shot all of us in both feet, the dick, and the knees. Now we're trying to crawl out of the grave that you made because we don't want to die with you. Playing god-awful music, running 18 commercials an hour. You should be ashamed of what you did to the greatest medium in the world. Broadcast radio. 
It is now dead. They're going to take it out of cars now because you guys botched it up so bad. Big 49 is HLS streaming. We're worldwide. And we got no Fs to give. I'll see the truth. I'll say the truth. And I'll tell everybody how bad you guys butchered our industry, the thing that we love more than anything. F you guys, man. F you corporate greedy sons of bitches. We're not corporate greedy sons of bitches. We're just sons of bitches. And we're angry and we're wounded and we're trying to get out of the hole the big broadcast left for us and we're doing a damn good job. But we do need your help. Tell 10 friends. Tell everybody you know. So listen to these idiots on the Big 49. They're kind of funny. They like motocross. And they say stupid stuff. Sometimes they make me laugh once a week. We would appreciate it. I will talk to you tomorrow for the Thursday Spectacular. Until then, God bless you all, and God bless the United States of America.